right, all right. It's not my weekend podcast with your boy, Jerry G. What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday morning, November 7th. Ya estamos en noviembre, güey. No mames. Seventh fool for real? God damn it. Yeah, bro. Just like that. Just like that. 2023. That's it. Se acabó, güey. Yeah, well, let's finish strong. Fuck it. Right? No hay otra. Um, I'm looking for this is my favorite type of time of the year to be honest with you. October for me is like from sep, sep, late September, like after Labor Day, September, October, November, dog. That's weather wise, bro. It's the best, fool. Like for me, it's the best. I, you look, it's, it's been hot. It's been hot in LA, and it's so like I can't stand it. Like calorwe, I fucking irks me, dog. Like I get. I hate it, bro. I hate being out in the heat. I hate being out. Like, I'd rather just, you know, I, I say it every fucking year. It's sweater weather. Like, the hoodies, dog. Like, it's all about comfort and, and easy. Like, it's always like, I hate being sweaty, sticky, uncomfortable, quemado. Eh? Me quemo, eh? Like, I get dark so easy. I get burnt orange full all fast. Hate it, dude. Oh, nothing like a cool little gloomy gray sky. I should have been born in Seattle, dog. I should have been out. I should that's I should have made my life out there. You know? I don't know. Anyways, speaking of which, we're in um shout out to San Antonio and Austin, Texas, dude. We're out there this last weekend, out there with concrete, loose puzzles. We had a blast, bro. Um, yeah. Same thing. I I my, my boys out there in, in San Antonio and, and Dallas and, and, and Austin were like, bundle up, dog. There's a cold front. There's a cold front coming in. It's been super cold. I'm like, oh, no. Canada all over again. Yeah, I went a pendejo way, just packing up all my jackets, my thick coats, hoodies, like filling up my whole damn luggage and just coats and stuff. I could only fit one pair of pants in there because of all the jackets and sweaters I was taking. No, we llego al pinche San Antonio. Chulada de día, we. Chulada, we. 72 degrees, clear skies, sunny, beautiful. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? What happened to the cold front ni la chingada? Oh, they're like, oh, yeah, it was on Monday and Tuesday. It was really cold here on Wednesday when I told you. It was probably really cold Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like in the low 50s. But we get there Friday. No, chinga, chulada de día, chulada, which is fine. I can't complain. I'm complaining because all I brought was fucking scarves and beanies and gloves and jackets and layers. I'm like, really, dog? Really? So I'm sweating everywhere we go, and we're the only pendejo walking around Texas with a freaking jacket and shit. I'm like, this motherfucker, dog. This motherfucker. But other than that, shows were dope. We had a blast, dog. Uh, San Antonio really took care of us. We went, we did this event center, little theater called the Woodlawn Theater. Right? It was like in the hood side of San Antonio. And everyone there were like, why are you guys here? Why are you guys here? Like, it's a little, you know, slummed down, you know, little old theater. But we got this deal, man. They, they reached out, you know, they wanted me in concrete. And they're like, hey, dude, we give you whatever the fuck you guys want. Just keep the whole door. Just come perform here. 
We'll give you all the fuck everything you want. They got us a limo. A fucking limo like it's 1996, fool. We got a stretched out limo. We got nice old Marriott hotels, dog. They paid for our flights. I mean, Kimbay City can no way. But we get there and it's like, fuck, dude. It's like, it's like you could throw like a junior high dance in that bitch. It looked like every quinceanera hall ever. And it's just fine. It is what it is. The, and again, I'm not trying to be all bougie, bro. But because it treated us great, you know, they had a, they had great stuff in the green room. They had little lo local media. They had, like I said, like the limo. They, no way. But, okay, all that is cool. And I we appreciate that. I appreciate it. Dope. But the fans are, like, not too happy, right? Because there's not, like, a really cool place to be in. Second of all, yeah, the sound is not great. The lighting is not great. Again, so the, so it's like you're giving up the production end of it for a higher pay. So it's like, no way, there has to be a balance. These are conversations I have with Concrete. Concrete's new to the game. So Concrete's like, okay, I see what's going on here. And then obviously, because it's like in a place that's not doesn't normally have comedy in, people don't really know about these fucking shows. Right, so it's like we have to overextend our promoting. You know, the, the place held like 400 people. We got about 250 in there, right? And I still felt we could have done better, but promoting was not the best. A lot of people didn't know where, dude. We're walking around San Antonio, and of course, like I said, concrete is getting recognized everywhere we go. We go eat, we go to the mall. People coming up to like, yo, what are you doing here? What are you doing? You're in town. You're in town. Nobody knows that we're here. You know, it's like, okay, all right, like, where we go from here, dog? And I, you know, I got a good fan base in San Antonio. I, you know, a lot of people came out to see Jerry G as well. Like, I got a good following out there. And it's hard, like, to let everybody know that we're here on a Friday night in this random-ass venue. Stuck out on way. With all that said, the show was dope. The show was dope. Show people are excited. Like I said, about 250 people. People were excited to be there, dog. It looked packed as fuck. It was. It was. But the place is huge. It's a hall. You know? Um, but yeah, we're like, okay. So these are things where... And I'm telling you guys the business side of, of what we do. This is the business side of what we do, man. When we do these improvs and these live factories and these comedy clubs, we're giving up a lot of a percentage to perform in these places. You know, the split it, it, is not always the best. The only time you're the only time you're doing well in these places is when you're literally selling out every seat. That's when bonuses hit in, your percentage goes up higher, all that. But if you're not selling out, like Jerry G is not always selling out, you're giving up a lot of your percentage, fool. So now you kind of start looking out for other places, like where else can I perform where I can get a bigger pot, a piece of the pie. And that's where we end up in places like these. And I'm just telling you the side of the side the 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 business side of this, well. Without said, obviously Concrete has a huge following. He's doing great. He's doing great on his own. The reason we do stuff together is because not that way, but I am kind of a little bit of a mentor to him, showing him the ropes, how everything works. And I've got no ego, bro. Like I don't have to be the star. I don't have to be the main dude. I know my value. I know what I bring. I know who I am. I'm confident 
already. I also know that I'm not selling out like other people are. I, I get that. So I'm working towards that, bro. I have to come up with a gimmick like everybody else is, fool. Like, I don't know what my gimmick is yet, dog. But um, I'm, I'm staying in my lane where, like, I'm good. I'm making money. I'm, I'm paying my bills. I'm comfortable. I'm home when I want to be. I'm not on the road 24-7. I'm... I'm picking, choosing markets I want to perform at. It's like, I'm cool. Like, like after this weekend, like we'll be in Denver Improv on Thursday. Friday, Oxnard, Levity Live. And then after that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty much just chilling at home for the next couple months, fool. Until January, dude. Doing local shows. Staying in town. Big show in Montebello, December 22nd. Other than that, I'm just doing local shit. You catch me in Hollywood, in Long Beach, in Covina, in Brea, you're going to catch me doing local shit these next few months. And I get to choose that. I get, that's fine. I'm good with that because I'm still, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. I'm being around my family a little bit more. It's the holidays, bro. This is where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Because it's true. Like to really succeed in this business, you have to be selfish as fuck, bro. You have to like, you know, I talk to these motherfuckers who are doing great, you know, um, selling out everywhere. And I talked to them and, you know, they're missing a lot of things. They're on the, Yeah, they're making their money. Yeah, they're just living the best life. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm striving for that. But you have to sacrifice a lot as well. And there's moments that I'm willing to sacrifice, things that I'm willing to sacrifice. But as I get older and my kids get older and I'm watching them grow right before my eyes, my parents are getting older, más y más viejitos, más y más gray. Man, it's I, I try, me personally, I try to do this balancing job, balancing act, where like, okay, I can live my dream, which is comedy, do what I love, which is comedy, and also keep what I love as much as possible, which is my family, dog, right? So I'm I'm trying to figure out a balance where I can do both, right? Be there for my kids after school, pick them up, take them to school in the morning, feed them dinner, you know, watch TV with them at night, watch the Laker game, the Dodger game, the Monday night football. I, I want that, bro. Like, I want that. Bad. I want to visit my parents on a weekend, on a Sunday, on a Saturday. I want to take them out, you know, chopping. I want to do that, it, right? But but I also have comedy, right? So what do you want to do? If, if I want to go harder on, like, sell my soul a little bit more, which I already am, bro, trust me. I, I'm not saying I'm just this guy just, you know, sitting around waiting for things to happen. No, I'm moving, I'm making moves, making things happen. But I also, it's hard because I really want all of it I want both worlds, dog. And it's right now at this moment in 2023, hitting to 2024. Yeah, I want my kids are over 18. Dios no quiera. My parents are not here with me anymore. You know, um, but yeah, I'm going to go. You Trust me, I'm going to go even fucking harder, bro. But that, that means I'm also going to be in my late 40s, 50. Who knows what type of health, where I'm going to be at, dog, at that time as well, right? Um. I enjoy spending time with my girl, doing things. That's the friction that happens between us all the time that I'm not around much, especially on weekends. It's a lot of tension, all that. So I'm trying to balance all that out. Uh, 
everything at one time. And it's hard, bro, because this is where I make my, I make my money off comedy, fool. And if I'm not putting my full-on attention, grind into it, I can see my checks getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And that is not a good thing, right? So the train has to go up more and more like, how, what else can I do? Where else can I go? How much more can I do? Without, with balancing both, man. And, and that's the world that I live in, dog. And, and I also want to, with that said, I, I, I need help, right? So I have help and I, I appreciate people like Sammy Desmadre. Sam, I'll call Sammy Desmadre. That's my nickname from, but Sammy, you know, producer Sammy, uh, my boy, Pinche Ruben Urrea, who helps me produce this shit. Uh, Concrete's been a lot of help. Concrete's management team has been lending a hand too. Hey, man, what can we do to help you do better? It, it takes a lot of people, dog. You know, even like Jay Valentino hits me up, gives me some advice, business advice. You know, just people reaching out and say, oh, yo, what can we do to help? And I appreciate that, bro. Like, people have hit me up. Like, yo, man, if you need anything, the flyer, a video, yo, a collab, let's do it, let's do it. And I appreciate people because you can't do this on your own, bro. You know, Concrete, like, has a whole fucking team, bro. This motherfucker has a studio. He has literally personnel working under him. He has management team. He has a bunch of people help him, helping him do things like this. For And he's a machine, bro. He's literally a machine. And... I admire what he does. I really do. I admire, I, I respect what he does. Like, I'm just looking at him like, yeah, that takes a special type of skill and talent, fool, and he's got that, fool, you know? I like to use all my energy with comedy when it's comedy time. Le pongo all my effort on stage, before stage, leading up to it. But when I'm home, I put a lot of my effort on my family and my kids, you know? I do it like I'm just here for them. I worry about it. What, what, what am I going to fucking feed them? You know, all these motherfuckers need shoes, dog. You know? I, whatever, fool. You know what I'm saying? But with all that stuff, it's like, it's a balance, fool. But you do have to be, like, selfish, dog. If you really want to... And I'm and I'm talking to you guys, for those of you who, who want to get something like this done and accomplished. Comedy, entertainment, whatever skill it is. Taquero. Whatever the fuck you want to do, dog. It does take a special, specific type of selfishness to get shit done. Right. And I catch myself being very selfish sometimes, dog. And it sucks because that's part of it, bro. Like basically saying like, uh, oh, I'm not going to make that. Oh, I can't make. Oh, I won't be there. Oh, I'll, I won't be out of town. Oh, good luck to that. Oh, good luck on your game. Oh, I can't pick you up from school. Oh, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I am. I catch myself doing a lot of that to my kids and my family and, my, you know, people I care for. And it it does people eventually like call me out on it, like my girl or even my mom's like, no, pues nunca puedes. No, pues nunca puedes. Oh, ya, ya no oigo nada de ti. Oh, ya no me vienes a ver. Oh, ya no has venido a verme. Oh, I'm like, that shit hurts, fool. That shit stings. But I also have to go get this fucking job done, bro. Right? And I, also, I still got to go to fucking Austin, Texas. You know, like Modesto, Fresno. I still got to go, Pel Paso. I still got to go, you know. Oh, I'm going to miss that family outing. Oh, I can't go to my kid's fucking game. Oh, I can't go to my niece's birthday party. Oh, I can't go to my sister's get-together. I can't, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that's fucked up, bro. It does, it takes a toll on you, bro. It does, it takes a toll on you. It's hard to complain, right? It's hard to complain 
But I think you motherfuckers get it. Like, I think a lot of you motherfuckers see where it's come. And, and that's the that's the grind that we talk about. Like, oh, it's a grind, dog. It's a, it's a, it literally is a grind, I guess. But you're also, you know, trying to get to bigger pastures, right? And do more. And how much more can it do? And right now I'm like zoning in on another hour special, trying to zone in on like bigger shows, trying to zone in on making bigger moves, you know, but it sometimes it's hard because I do slow my ass down. I'm like, all right, all right, that's enough, that's enough. I, I've been on the road for the last, this this weekend coming up will be six weeks in a row, six weekends in a row, six weekends in a row. It, it just It just happened that way. I didn't plan it. I didn't intend it to be, but just one show after one show after one city after one market after one started hitting you up. And before you know it, it's like I've been on the road since October. Let me see here. Look it up right now, phone. Uh, see, wait. Oh, damn. So I go back all the way to September. Yeah, from September 29, 30, and then October 6, 7, 13, 14. 12. Yeah, bro. And this will be my last weekend uh, coming up, bro. In a row. Tacaron. And then, yeah, fool. And then I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, all right, good. I'll be home a lot. I'll be home a lot until January, fool. Then January, back at it. Just work. Just fine. No, it's, 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 it's not for everybody, bro. And I know, and this is what I, I, I mean, I go, I travel and I meet a lot of comedians. And I get it, bro. Like, I do really understand. A lot of these comics have, like, families, marriage. Mar Man, being married in this business is almost impossible, dude. It has to take very specific, special people who love each other and care for each other. Um, I'm not going to... I don't want to be all, like, dramatic and shit. But I am, like... I feel like I, I vibe with the guy from Heat. You guys seen the movie Heat? Robert De Niro. Where, like, you got, you know, you have to, what is that quote? When it's something about, like, you have to love something so much that you're willing to or walk away from everything that matters to you. You know, you have to be so so focused on your goal that you're willing to walk away from everything else, you know, including the people you love. Something like that, right? He says, Robert De Niro, when he's talking to Pacino. And that's literally how I feel, fool. Like, I feel that way sometimes. Like, that that's who I am. Like, I love what I do so much comedy and the grind and the focus and I'm driven and this and that, that I have to turn my back sometimes on my kids game, on my girl, on everything, dog. And man, imagine if I was married for, I mean, you know, I brought up my marriage before I was married and I did get divorced early on in my comedy career, but a better Jerry G a better at the time, 2013, 2014, a better Jerry G would have been able to balance this and figure it out how I am doing it now. In 2013, 2014, I was not stable enough in my life, you know, mentally, where when everything fell apart, I wasn't able to pick up the pieces and figure shit out and put everything back in place. I just let it go. I was just like, yeah, I fucked up. I'm an asshole. I'm a dick. Yes, I cheated. Yes, I got drunk. Yes, I got home late. Yes, this. Yes, that. And then I'm already pointing fingers, but you do this, you do that, which I would never say out loud, but there was fault on both sides. And I was like, yeah, but you did this and you did that and you went there and you did that. And then it just, instead of, we were just both pointing fingers at each other's faults and issues, 
and problems, instead of working that shit out, I saw, you know what? It's not meant to be. I'm not meant to be married. Fuck it. I'm out. Let's do it. Let's done. I'm done. And vice versa. She's like, yeah, this is not for me. This is bullshit. I didn't sign up for this. This is bullshit. And instead of us coming together and figuring it out, we just, you know, it sucks. Because Jerry G, 2023, would have been able to figure that shit out and got, and, you know, it, it wouldn't have gotten that far. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate it took 10 years for me to fucking mature and develop and realize, oh, yeah, that's how you do shit. Because that's what I literally do now. I try and make everybody happy, try and be there for everyone in a specific way, be a better listener, be a better, you know, everything when I'm home, dog. And I wasn't doing that before. For all. I was so, so, so fucking focused because everyone's telling you, no, if you really want this, you got to go hard. And that's what I tell people now because that's what it is. That is what it takes. That is what it takes. If you really want things full, you got to be in out every day, finding a mic every day, going to bar shows, going to guest spots, going to driving fucking two hours just for two, five minutes, doing this, doing that. And I did all that. I did all that. So I don't have to do that now. You know? That's it. All right, my friend. That was like, feel like a Sunday preach, full. And now let's all turn our pace to Psalms 113. Hold on. Right? I'm able. All right. Uh, I got some other little topics to talk about before I take a little break in a little bit. But first, listen, I want to do a new segment. I want to do a new segment on my show here. I want you motherfuckers to literally, legit ask me questions and advice. All right? I think I just threw out a little good little preach here that shows you I've been around the block, right? I've been around the corner a few times. Um. Uh, I would love for you guys, guys or girls, women, guys, every, fucking all you motherfuckers, doc, uh, send me your questions for advice. I could give you, I could give you, a, this will be Jerry G's advice corner, all right? And you're in a safe place. Tell me, I won't say your name. I don't have to say your name, dog, all right? You just be like, hey, man, just keep my ma- name out of your mouth, fool. But listen, what can I do about this limp dick of mine? And what, can, you know what I'm saying? Because I got, I, I got pills for that, fool. I got you, doc. Okay. Uh, anything. Fool, ask me anything, dog. Anything that you would like advice from Jerry G on this podcast. Let's do that as a new, cool little new little segment. How about that? How about that? How about that? All right. All right. Let's um. Let's take a quick little break here. We're at twenty two minutes for so minus one. We're about halfway. Halfway. And let's wrap this shit up as soon as they come back. All right. Tis the season to send us someone special. A special something. And East LA Edible Arrangements got your back. That's right. The holidays are coming. Halloween is up down the corner. Lego Thanksgiving. Lego all of a sudden is Christmas. Ike Kwanzaa. Ike Boxing Day. Está cabrón. And it's also Libra and Capricorn season. And those people are very needy. Make sure you hook them up with something very special, very delicious, and very healthy at East LA Edible Arrangements. You can look them up on the IG at edible underscore East LA or call them directly at 323-832-9551. Tell them Jerry Garcia sent you and you get free delivery and who knows, maybe a free candy apple if you ask nicely. Si Dios quiere. All right. Shout out to the owner, small business owner, Miss Sally. Thank you for all the support. Thank you so much for supporting Jerry Garcia and the It's Not My Weekend podcast. Gracias. Late. All right, all right, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, I was scrolling through my uh, phone trying to find some uh, screenshots. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> I found one. Uh, this wasn't really... Uh, let me see here. Is this the one? 
That's not it. Uh, oh, yeah, check it out, fool. This fool right here, dog. Shout out to Andy Alvarez. This motherfucker, dog. He, uh, apparently, he, we went to school together. We went to second grade together. And uh, 1987, dog. And so we're out there. And this motherfucker, he sent me an old class picture of us, fool. And I look like shit. I look like a little fucking silver tooth paisa ass kid. Oh, my God. And I, I'm still holding these grudges against my mom. My mom would never know when picture day is, fool. So I I used to always have a big ass bush for an afro compa. I would get a hair, I would get a haircut like every like fucking four months, fool. Bad for la pobreza era real, compa. This is why I, I get a still today. I get a haircut every week, dog. Every sin falta way. Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, sin falta way. Every week, bro. That's just getting expensive. First of all, fucking haircuts are $35 now, bro. Uh, it was cool when it was 20 bucks a week, but now it's 35, 30 bucks a week. But I have to do it. I have really bad paisa nopal hair, ladies and gentlemen. I fucking have indio hair, bro. Hate it. Can, that's why I can never do it. Comb over is like the only one that sits right, dog. Benito Juarez shit, dude. My fucking Aztec shit. And I have pictures to prove it, dog. There's a picture if you want to. I'll, I'll send it to you, motherfuckers. I guess, fool. Whoever wants it, fool. I'll blast it on my fucking. Oh, no, I can't, bro. I lo... No way. I look like I'm wearing my dad's, my uncle's hand-me-downs, bro. Like clothes, like my paisa-ass shirt, oversized pants. Like everything was hand-me-down for me, dog. And I didn't even have older brothers. Like where were these hand-me-downs coming from? You know, I didn't have older brothers. I was the older brother. But yet I was wearing other people's clothes. My mom was big on yard sales, thrift stores. La pobreza era real, way. I'm telling you, fool. Um, and <laughs> so this guy hits me up, fool. Like, hey, bro, I, you know, this is your podcast. And I realized, oh, I knew who you were. Like, I knew who you were. And then I always knew that we went to school together. And then I found out you have a podcast. So I started listening to your podcast. But I want to reach out to you because... uh. We went to school together, dog. We went to school together. I'm trying to find... I only screenshotted part of the fucking messages. That's what I'm trying to remember all the stuff he was telling me. And he's like, we went to school together. Miles Avenue Elementary School, dude. And here's the picture to prove it. And he sent me the class picture, which I was... I remember this class picture. I remember not ever wanting to see this class picture ever again in my life. That's another thing. We never bought class pictures. First of all, gracias a Dios. I'm grateful for that. Because we couldn't afford them. We only had the ones they would give us for free. Right? So back in the day, I think they would give you the class picture for free and like another like wallet or two. And that's it. If, if I remember correctly. If it wasn't free, it was the cheapest one of a mom. Probably like $7 or something at the time. So I, that's the one I would get. Um, And well, anyways, this guy had it. And he sent it to me. And uh, he... And I'm like, oh, fuck. No, no. Not this fucking picture. And then he zoomed in on me, fool. Like, he, he sent me the, the... He sent me the fucking picture of the whole class picture. And then he sent another picture just zooming me. I'm like, yes, I know that's me, fool. He goes, this is you, right? I'm like, yeah, this is me, fool. And he's like... 
yeah, I'm like, damn, bro. This is why I get a haircut every week, man. Fuck. Like, I had a fucking bush. I, I look like a TJ kid, bro. Like, Tijuana kid just trying to cross the border, fool. Like, I, I, I look like those kids, the chiclets kids selling chiclets. Like, this is why I don't frown upon anybody in TJ that when I go. Like, I was that guy. That was literally me. Um, nah, wait. It was bad. It was bad, fool. Um, so... This reminded me of some other shit that went down. And he put, uh, I told him, hey, what happened? We're catching up. Hey, what happened to you? Because he didn't finish elementary school with us. He moved, like, after fourth grade or something. He moved somewhere else. So he's all like, yeah, for I remember the day, like it was yesterday, October 1st, 1987, and the the Whittier earthquake hit. Everyone lost their shit except for him. He says me, except for me. I remember helping you out because you were scared and panicking. I helped comfort you and then help you find your parents. I got a citizenship award for that shit. Laugh out loud. Time flies, homie. Okay, so I remember this. I do remember this. I remember this big earthquake hitting when we're in second grade. It was early in the morning. We had just finished having breakfast and we're walking out to the yard and I do remember, I remember running to the campus aid, uh, uh, those young people that work in the yard, who I later became one of them. I remember everything shaking, everyone panicking, everyone running around. Yes, I do remember being very scared. And I remember running to an adult and I ran to an adult. And this homie, Andy, was obviously in my grade. He was a bigger set guy, fat dude. And he, I do remember him keeping his chill, his cool, because I remember tripping out on him. Like, why are you not fucking panicking right now? I do remember that. Looking at him, and he was keeping his cool. And I was a little bitch. I was a little bitch, and I was crying, and I was scared. I was petrified of earthquakes, fool. Like, petrified, dog. Like, earthquakes still today. Still today, like, is the one thing I'm really, truly afraid of. Earthquakes. I don't know why. Um, obviously I know why, but it, I shouldn't be this scared of earthquakes and I am. And, and I think because it started from then, that, that was a big first earthquake that I felt. And I, I, I dream, I have still today, I have nightmares of earthquakes and me, I get, I wake up from these nightmares of having earthquakes. Like I, I'll be having like a normal dream. Like I'm, I'm at the park, I'm playing basketball with my kids. I'm at a family party, whatever fucking dream I'm having. It usually, many times, not often, but many times it'll end with it being a real strong earthquake. A strong earthquake shaking and me convincing myself, this is it. This is the real one. This is the big one. And I wake up from it like, oh, fuck. Sometimes I think it's an actual earthquake happening at night that wakes me up. And that has happened a couple of times. But the dream is more exaggerated than the actual earthquake itself right so the earthquake could be like a little four point something shakes the house a little bit but i'm i'm dead asleep and i'm dreaming and i'm dreaming of it being like the big one right the 8.5 the fucking everything falling off the skies and i wake up and i'm just like what well, shit was that a real earthquake or was that this is my dream sometimes it is a real earthquake sometimes it's nothing just me dreaming but it happens like a couple of times a month probably one at least once or twice a month it happens violent Shaking. So still today, I'm afraid of earthquakes. Still today. Now, 
when real earthquakes have happened, I've kept my cool. I do keep my cool. I am fucking 43 years old, dog. I don't let it overtake me. The fear. I don't let the fear overtake me. But I do am scared, right? But now I'm also a father, right? A father figure, a fucking man, the man of the house. So I do keep my cool. Like when I, hey, come listen. Oh, it's just a little shake. Oh, that's fine. It's nothing. Relax. Oh, that was nothing. I felt worse. Oh, it's okay. Be fine. You know? Uh, but yeah, I remember. So this guy reminded me of that time, October 1st. So he reminded me of that time. I remember crying. I remember running to the, it was a big earthquake, guys. At least a seven point something. I remember running to, all these kids started running to the adults. I remember the adults just putting their hands up like they don't know what the hell is going on. Like, what's going on? I remember running to him. And I'm running to him and I'm like hugging the man. <laughs> and I'm all over him and I'm squeezing him. And I, I just look at other girls with me. <laughs> me and the rest of the girls in the school hugging up on this dude, like crying. And, you know, like, oh, God, what's going on at the end of the world? I thought like the asphalt was going to like, crack open and we're gonna fall into it right or whatever the heck i was preparing for the i was the word i thought it was all, that's it it's done it's over right life has ended um and i do remember like finally like coming to i'm still crying and my boy this cat right here like being there he's from my class and he's like yo man he comes to me and that kind of like puts his arm around me and he's like hey man it's gonna be all right dude it's gonna be all right second grader all right he's a fucking second grader he's also seven years old and he's like, it's going to be okay, man. It's going to be okay. And he's like, has his arm around me. And he takes me to where we're supposed to go. The emergency, you know, in the yard, to our classrooms, to our teacher. And everyone's freaking out. I remember everyone freaking out. Our teacher's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. It was a fucking mess, right? It's like, oh, my God, commotion everywhere. I also remember all these parents coming to the gate to pick up their kids. And commotion, of course, as well there. My mom being in the group somewhere, they couldn't get to, my mom couldn't get to the gate to get to me. So much commotion going on. My mom's a little tiny lady. And I remember my mom, like, I was like one of the last ones to get picked up kind of shit. And I was crying. I seen all my friends getting picked up. Not, nothing like the worst feeling of fucking, I, the, the teacher calling out everyone else's name but mine, right? Now they're like, okay, Jose Garcia going home. Miguel, Linus, going home. Rachel, Gutierrez, going home. Like, all these, like, you know, like, what the fuck, man? Fuck. I was all mad at my mom. Like, mom. Then I start thinking, like, what if something happened to my mom? Like, what if she didn't make it? Oh, my God. I'm just, like, freaking out, dude. And my homie's, like, with me. Like, he's with me. Like, just chill. Like, yo, man, she's going to come, dude. She's going to come. And I think he finally, like, he walked me to, I think he walked me to the gate when they finally come on name. He walked me. Fucking kid, dog. Walk me to my to my parents to reunite me to my parents and that's what he meant by that and I remember that I do uh, to be honest with you I forgotten all about that and so this motherfucker refreshed he took this out of my index in my brain dog he I had forgotten all about this day I'm blacking out black this day out but not it was all coming back to me as he was reminding me refreshing my memory about all that day it was a really really bad day dog and uh obviously we still we were friends we were cool i respected him like i saw him like a father figure after that uh fucking kid dog and uh, he was a cool kid man uh and i'm glad we reconnected and he did move away he said he moved to like la mirada and shit so he left the school and i never really saw him again until now bro which is basically what 30 years ago full almost 40 years ago 35 years ago ta cabron wey yeah, 35 years ago, four, seven years old. Um, 
Yeah, for what a trip, right? Yeah, earthquakes are a bitch, dog. Earthquakes are ugh, the worst thing ever for me. All right. Uh, let me see here. A couple more things. So that's the, I wanted to share that one with you, fool. Um, other than that, let me see who else. I got any more? I think I'm good. I think that's the only one I screenshotted. Let me see. Uh, Shout-outs to Nando. Damn, bro. You're over here... Sh- your oh damn bro, your oversharing episode had me rolling. Try to put it in every hole. Oh, oh the uh, quote that I try to put it in every hole. Okay. Uh started listening a few weeks. Usually listen on my way to work and back home. Laughter is good for my blood pressure. Pinche Hale. Good shit. So apparently I said some shit in my oversharing episode. Uh, yeah, I tend to do that. I'm glad. I'm sure I did. And somewhere I said, somewhere in there, I said that I try to put it in every hole. I'm trying to remember that episode, dog. No me acuerdo. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll listen to it. And then I'll, I'll touch on that again. And uh, I'll figure out what I was trying to tell you, man. But I'm sure it was something very, um, very sexual. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, let me see what I was going on, fool. Um... We got sports coming back. Sports are back. So excited, dude. Uh, Lakers are okay, I guess. Uh, Josh McDaniels got fired. Gracias a Dios. That guy should have never been the coach. And yeah, it sucks that we had to go through this guy. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I knew it. Fools. It's one of those things that I told you so, but I told you so. I just never felt like I just gave him the benefit of the doubt, hoping that he had matured and learned from his mistakes the first time around as the Denver Broncos coach disaster. But no, he's just not meant to be a good coach for him. He's not a coach for him. head coach. Not at all. Um, That's it, man. That's it. Uh, let me see what else can do before I wrap shit up right here for a couple more things. Uh, but the Raiders, you know, we kicked that butt in New York. I mean, the Giants butt. Looking right. Well, another thing I'm gonna do, do a little segment, Instagram reels. I'm gonna do my three picks. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna choose three picks that cover the spread. Okay? So you can make some money. And then I know it's, it's mid-season already, but hopefully uh you guys will, will make some money together. Fool. I'll put it down. I'll I'll turn in that I'll turn in that fucking uh parlay and see how we do in money, dog. All right? And hopefully we can all make some money. And if not, fuck it, we all lose money at the same time. Genius of money. All right? All right, fool. I'm going to go. I'm going to make this one a little bit short, dog. I, f- I felt like I had some more stuff, but I forgot to write it down. It's all right. So basically, basically, send me your questions. All right? We'll go from there. This weekend, Denver Improv. Denver Improv. Thursday night, 7.30 show. It is a low ticket already, guys. It will sell out. Concrete and I, we're coming to Denver. Friday, Oxnard Levity Live. We just got at it. This was a fallout. Somebody uh, canceled. They added me to this show. I will be headlining. Concrete will be there as well. He just confirmed for me this morning. He's going to come hang out, but as a special guest, he's not going to promote it. All right? Because this is basically my show. He's just letting me do my thing. So he's going to pop in. So you guys want to see Concrete and myself together in Oxnard? We'll be there, fool. All right? Caiganle cabrones. Other than that, Montebello Quiet Canyon, December 22nd. My big local show with me, Concrete, Renee Vaca, and Ken Flores. That's right. All right. I did check out the homie Ralph Barbosa special. Again, I've listened. I'm a big fan of him, of course. I listened to it. I heard it. It's good. Really good. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it, man. Let me know what you guys think. Give me your feedback. 
Um, I know the material. I've heard most of the material. So I, I knew what I was getting myself into. I wanted to see how it works. But uh, the kid's solid. The kid fucking writes beautifully. I think it's strong performance. And I, I think it's only going to get better from here. His next and next specials, we're only going to get better and better. For, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, dog. All right. Uh, shout out to my boy, Israel Garcia, who we got to see in San Antonio. You know, he's not doing too well with his health. Funny comedian. Please check him out at One Bad Comic. My boy from San Antonio is going through a hard time right now with some with a big C disease and um, just hoping for the best. And I, I'm really glad I got to see him this weekend. Give him a big hug and I told him how much I love him, man. And um, that we've I'm with him to the end, bro. All right. And I uh, vamos, way. Always thinking about you, compa. And uh, please, uh, let's um, let's get through this shit. All right. Um, shout out to everybody who hung out this weekend with us in San Antonio and Austin. Thank you for coming out, bro. We had a fucking blast. Weather was beautiful. Had a great time on stage, bro. And uh, we're looking forward to many more. Right. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the week, bro. It's Jerry G, man. Let's go get him. All right. I'm gonna listen. Later.